Algar Productions. All right, Kutch, you asked for it and you got it. This is Cot is Cot. Ooh. You're not impressed. Well, it's a board game. It's not a board game. Well, okay, yes, it is a board game, but it's Cot is Cot. Okay. Ooh, Cat is Cot. Okay, look. Cot is Cot is a game of skill, chance, and strategy, and it was also my absolute favorite pastime when I was growing up in the Delta Quadrant. And nobody will play it with me now. And why is that exactly? You know, I'm not sure. Now the board is set up, you've looked over the rules, you're orange, and you go first. Okay. Uh, green Grid 714. Green Grid 714. Okay. Orange 110, red 616. Green 614, orange 811. Green blocks, red 814. Green retreats, orange 111, orange blocks again. Red 712, red reverse, red 714, orange 76, orange blocks, orange retreats, orange is pinned and cut is cut. What the hell just happened? Well, you started with green 714, the beginnings of a classic reverse gambit. That would have led into a horseshoe block with two twists, obviously. Obviously. I just finished the match for you in my head. I think we've cracked the mystery of why nobody will play Cottiscott with you. I knew I should have listened to Dal. Don't play Cottiscott with people, Naomi. It's the only thing that makes people actively hate you. Where is Dal, anyway? She'd, she'd provide a wonderful distraction from this game. She and Captain G are on a mission to the K-class planet in this sector. Cap's excited for making first first contact. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I thought the Romulans got first contact with that, uh, oh, you, you know, that gaseous species from, ah, uh, what did they call it? Uh, soft hissing sound for? Yeah, so did the Romulans. It didn't work out. How does first contact not work out? What did they do? Besides be Romulans. Oh, they did everything fine. Showed up with their ship all polished and fancy, ceremonial uniforms, and announced their intentions to open talks with the new species. Then there were six hours of silence, followed by a single text message sent to the Romulan ship. What did it say? No, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much as bad as a peaceful first contact can go. At least nobody yelled. I've never seen Commander Terrell so angry. Captain Gia snorted and almost caused an intercellar incident. He thinks he's got a better shot this time? I hope so. Gia's put a lot of faith in Dal. Oh, he chose her. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I imagine she's a complete wreck, but good for her. She's not nearly as wrecked as I am. Look, Dal is an amazing linguist, and she really hit her stride here since the water station, but, well, first contact with Dal... I'm a little worried about her. Yes, of course. It, well, look, Dal's a professional with lots of experience. She has a ton of experience in making people angry. Look, I'm sure everything will be fine. What the? Wildman, this is Commander Rice. Go ahead, Commander. Uh, report to the bridge immediately. Your friend Lacerto has ruined literally everything. In the aftermath of a costly and brutal war, 
four superpowers came together to launch a bold new project. To explore a new galaxy together, as allies, with a common interest in expanding their scientific and cultural horizons, four ships were commissioned. And one of those ships represents the pinnacle of Federation diversity and cooperation, the USS Endeavor. Endeavor, created by Matt Rabotham and Ron Algar-Watt, starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 1, Episode 5, Per Aspera Ad Astra. You know, Cap, the worst part of this isn't that we've been imprisoned in an impenetrable force field. Oh, that's not the worst part? No, the worst part is that the final transmission we sent to Endeavor made this look like it was all my fault. I was the last one who spoke, then these guys flew into a panic, and here we are. Of course, setting aside the extremely delicate matter of our first direct contact with a sentient species in this new galaxy, we must consider, above all, the reputation of this relatively low-ranking Starfleet linguist. See? This guy gets me. Alright, alright, now let's keep it professional here. We're supposed to be diplomats. Especially you, Ambassador Sokar. We can still salvage this first contact, but we're not going to do that if we're not squabbling among ourselves. Who's squabbling? The ambassador and I here are actually kind of hitting it off. Really? It it sounded to me like you... Captain, for someone who speaks so highly of unity and diversity, I am surprised that you apparently subscribe to the misguided notion that Vulcans have no sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, uh, I, uh, I guess I never just... Gotcha. Hilarious. I just wish we could get their attention, you know? They they haven't so much as looked in this direction since they've sealed us in here. Yeah, I have a theory about that. Oh, and were you waiting until we all suffocated in here to share that information, Lieutenant? Maybe you should leave the sarcasms to the pros, Cap. A valiant attempt, nonetheless. Alright, don't patronize me. In answer to your question, first of all, we're not going to suffocate in here as long as they let us keep our cute little life support belts. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but they are the perfect accessory. Stylish, unobtrusive, very retro. But my favorite feature is how they turn any planet into a habitable M-class planet inside a bubble just a few microns from your skin. Lieutenant, you are stalling. Well spotted, Cap. Dal. Look, I'm just a little hesitant to throw my hunches out there with no data to back them. I'm a lot more comfortable making my contributions. Your flawless contributions. Thank you, Mr. Ambassador. I prefer making my flawless contributions behind the scenes. Away missions are for extroverts like you and Commander Wildman. And of course, the life of the party here. Thank you, Lieutenant. People like you are good at thinking on your feet. And when you're not, you make it look like you are because you're armed with mounds of impeccably researched data from someone like me, who's happy to be sitting on a climate-controlled starship or starbase compiling said data. Huh. I thought you liked the life support belts. Of course I don't like the life support belts. I was deflecting my discomfort using wry humor and irony. Also flawless. Thank you. Okay, but you volunteered for this mission, which caught me a little off guard in light of, you know. Oh, you mean my depression? 
There's no need to keep that a secret. I have nothing to be ashamed of. No, strike that. I have so much in my life to be ashamed of. But not that. Not when I'm properly medicated, anyway. The fact that you managed to perform so admirably while struggling with neurodivergence makes me respect you all the more, Lieutenant. Okay, I'm not sure right now is the right time to be making it snide little jokes. I assure you, Captain, that was said with the utmost sincerity. <sighs> I'm so bad at this. Yeah, you are. Anyway, you're right. I did volunteer, because every now and then I get it into my head that I should get off the ship more. Maybe it'll be better for me if I didn't spend all my time alone at a tiny workstation. It ends up being a colossal mistake every single time. But that doesn't stop the same stupid thought coming back to me again in a few months. Well, on the one hand, Dal, I'm proud of you for pushing outside of your comfort zone. On the other, it's important to recognize your own boundaries and- I've heard from both Naomi and Kutch that you've given these amazing speeches about how they'll both make great captains someday. You think it hurts my feelings that you've never given me that speech? Well, uh... I'll save you the emotional anguish. Of course it doesn't. I'm a mess. I'll probably always be a mess. But I'm a functional mess, and I know my job. I know my job. So, even though I'm not sitting in my comfortable workspace with access to the intellectual resources of four major galactic powers and an entire team of people who are almost as good at this as I am, even though all I have is a hunch and no way to substantiate that, here it is. We're in quarantine. An intriguing hypothesis, Lieutenant. Once you finally arrived at your point... Cut me some slack, I'm neurodivergent. So, as it happens, am I. And I managed to deliver critical information with brevity and precision. Someone should give you a medal. Someone has given me several. Quarantine? Yeah, so I managed... The linguistics team and I managed to nail down a pretty solid translation matrix for all the people on this world, based on the long-range comm signals we picked up. Then the ambassador was able to reach out via subspace radio in their own language to make the first initial overtures towards first contact. I'm not usually involved with that part of the process, so correct me if I'm wrong, ambassador. No correction necessary. It's the nicest thing a Vulcan has ever said to me. So basically you call ahead instead of just dropping in unannounced, which is one of the many things I prefer about Starfleet first contact procedures versus Cardassian ones, by the way. Anyway, from where you two stand, everything up to and including our arrival in orbit, our transport down to the surface, and our initial greeting went fine, right? Right. To the best of my knowledge, yes. Well, while you two were doing that, I was monitoring the Universal Translator. There were a couple of glitches just starting out, which I didn't think were anything to be concerned with. That's normal in the early stages of first contact. You can kind of teach a machine to learn a new language in the abstract, but it doesn't get really good at it until it hears some actual two-way conversations. So you two are saying whatever it is diplomats say, Hi, I noticed you're very tall compared to us, and also those robes are very pretty, or whatever. That's pretty close to what we were trying to say, actually. The robes were quite lovely. Yeah, so they responded as you heard. That one remarked on your shiny bald head cap. Then something about, I think, food. Then the one in the green robes began to speak, and that's when the translator started glitching even more. Oh, why didn't you tell anyone? Oh, I did. 
that thing I tried to say, that thing that Endeavor probably thinks got us into this mess, was that the translation matrix was breaking down exponentially, and that we'd be out of all but the most common terminology in a matter of seconds. And then they threw us inside this force field. So... What about that situation makes you think we've been quarantined? Because while all of that was happening, I managed to pick out some of the untranslated words from their scientific advisor in the green. A lot of it involved organic concepts that I personally just don't have the science for. Complex words for protein strands, amino acids, chemical processes. I think that one was saying we were a biohazard and should be quarantined. That theory would seem to fit the available facts. Okay, hang on. So you're telling me that while you were actively monitoring the translation matrix and observing the pretty elaborate cultural deference customs we learned ahead of time, you managed to distinguish untranslated words from a language composed entirely of vowel sounds and translated them into scientific concepts that you're not even trained in? You left out the part where I did all of that while also keeping my considerable social anxiety in check. Ah, uh, modesty. We Cardassians are known for it. Commander Wildman, about time. I'm sorry, Commander. I got here as soon as I could. Well, try and shave a couple of seconds off it next time. Red alert means move. Yes, sir. My apologies. What's happening with Dal and the captain? Yes, Lieutenant Lacerto has apparently caused something of an incident with our new hosts. I haven't heard much from the captain, but that isn't particularly surprising coming from Gia. He always plays things a little loose. Now, as you know, in light of Commander Wexley's passing, I've been temporarily assigned as XO of Endeavor. And do you know what was written at the top of my assignment from Admiral Sarai in big block letters, Commander? Don't start any wars. Exactly. We're getting Nimbus Station back to normal, and that means playing nice with everybody. It means following procedure, and it means we're getting the captain home alive. I'd rather not completely ruin first contact, but right now it's become priority number two. Of course, sir. What can you tell me about the aliens? <sighs> Tall fellas, about six meters. I think they're cold-blooded or something. Honestly, I kind of lost interest by that point. This will be all uploaded to your pad, and I'm sure it'll make sense to you. Very well, sir. Permission to mount a rescue mission. What? No, absolutely not. Denied. No, 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 no. You do not get to play the hero on this one, Wildman. I know you think you're Gia's golden child, but we're doing this by the book. I'm getting together a security team to mount this rescue, and I will be leading it personally. Uh, sir, you're absolutely not. Excuse me? Sir, this ship already has a missing captain. It needs a firm hand keeping it steady in charge of Endeavor, and here at the station not starting any wars. Which, by the way, is exactly what's going to happen if you lead a security team down there to rescue Captain Gia. First contact may have been relegated to priority two for you, but I'm pretty sure I can make it... Mm, co one? Now, on the other hand, if you send an unescorted runabout crewed by the ship's science officer there to just peacefully scan the planet and quietly make contact with this new alien species, we might actually get somewhere. You are not going down to that planet by yourself. Of course not, sir. That would be dangerous and also very stupid. But a single security officer shouldn't raise any particular suspicions. Of course not. And I can only just imagine who this particular security officer might be. Mr. Kutch, please report to the bridge. Commander Wildman, please leave my ready room. Aye, sir. Double time, Commander. Red alert. Whoop whoop. Okay. We can do this. We can absolutely do this. What do we have? Is this one of those call and response things to build morale or whatever? Like, I'm supposed to say, we have Nimbus Spirit, or something, because it may shock you to learn this, Cap. 
I'm not great with that sort of thing. It does not shock me to learn this. No, no, I mean, what do we have in our inventory? That sound you hear is me blinking with incomprehension, Cap. Haven't you ever played one of those old holodeck adventures? Oh, I see where the disconnect is. No, sir. I didn't have access to a holodeck growing up on Cardassia, and then I met Naomi pretty early in my Starfleet career, and she says she'd die happy if she never had to set foot on another holodeck in her life, so I never really developed a taste for it. Huh, fair enough. Well, the principle's pretty simple. You're presented with a puzzle. Like, say, escape from a seemingly inescapable room. And you have to use whatever resources you have available to solve that puzzle. What you are describing is rudimentary problem solving. Well, yeah, but sometimes it helps me if I think I can recontextualize things a bit. Come at them from a different angle, you know? A sound strategy. So, what do we have? Dal, you can understand this culture's language without any of the equipment they left outside this force field. Um, somewhat, yes. But I'm sure you've noticed that no sound is getting in, or presumably, out of this force field. Right. But we can see them. So maybe you can... What? Maybe I can what? Nothing. It's nothing. It it was a bad idea. You were going to ask if I could read their lips. Well, yeah. I'm uncertain as to whether or not this detail has escaped your attention, Captain. But this species does not appear to have lips as such. Yes. Yes, thank you. You are quite welcome. Alright, so if we could get their attention somehow, maybe the old, we have a sick man ploy. Uh, that old cliche. Yeah, I know, I know. And it might also make things worse, given that they may already think we're carrying horrible extragalactic diseases. But it might work. And then maybe you could attempt a mind meld with one of them, Ambassador? That would be inadvisable, Captain. While some Vulcans take a rather cavalier approach to melding, I'm of the opinion that it is a highly personal practice that should, above all, be consensual. Of course, of course. I don't know how you Vulcans can do that anyway. I would not be comfortable showing anyone the inside of my head. Even I'm scared to look around for very long and I have to live in here. Okay, all of our equipment is out there. All we have is our uniforms, our communicators, which can't call Endeavor, and our life support belts. I think, gee, I think. Cap, I appreciate your efforts here. Honestly, I do. But you're going to have to face the unavoidable fact that we're going to die in here. I concur, Captain. Our inevitable extinction would seem to be a foregone conclusion. You two are messing with me again, right? Best to just wait quietly for the sweet release of death. Or perhaps in an effort to conserve resources, we could be proactive and end our own lives here and now. Alright, alright. I appreciate you both trying to relieve the tension with the... what passes for humor between you two, but uh, this is not helping. Noted, Captain. Disengaging hilarity. Yeah, me too, I guess. Anyway, Cap, I'm sure you'll figure something out. I wouldn't be making jokes like this if I thought we were actually doomed. In fact, I'm fairly certain Commander Wildman is working on getting us out of here as we speak. But what good would that do? Wildman is one of the most capable officers I've ever had the pleasure of working with, but she's just going to run into the same problem we did when the translation matrix breaks down. Ah, but she won't, sir. Naomi and I have been working on a little something since our academy days that would definitely go a long way towards resolving the situation. Intriguing. Please elaborate. Oh, it's nothing. Well, it's... Okay, it's brilliant, actually. 
it's sort of a shortcut to contacting any species in the absence of a working universal translator. It's built on fundamental principles of math and science that any advanced species should know, and even most relatively undeveloped ones actually. Basically, it starts with can you count to one? Can you add one and one? Can you add one more to that? And on like that for a while, and then something, something with fractals happens, I don't know. That's the part Naomi developed, and I still don't understand it. And very quickly, you can say, well, nothing complicated, but something like like, we come in peace, or where's the bathroom, in nearly any language. Extraordinary. Every language, if I'm being honest. We ran computer models on over 4,000 known languages, and it worked every single time. Dal, why haven't I seen any of this research? Because we've never actually formalized it or really even written it down. It started as sort of an intellectual exercise one semester when we were getting ready for exams, and we've just been sort of poking at it ever since, here and there, you know, as a hobby. You and my science officer have created a method for communicating in base fundamental terms with literally any species we might ever encounter as a hobby. Yes, sir. Do I know how to team build or do I know how to team build, huh? It would appear that you know how to team build, Captain. I only hope Commander Rice actually lets her leave Endeavor. Why wouldn't he? Rice seems like a a reasonable enough officer. Cap, do you hear yourself right now? Yeah, okay. I hear you. He's only temporary, though. I promise. Thanks for coming, Catch. Always happy to help. Especially if it's to help Dal. You know she has to buy me a drink for every time I save her life? That's a book club rule. Plus, I've never gotten a fly a runabout before. Can you believe that? Okay. Let's not break it. We only have five of these, and they have to get us through a lot of space clouds, cosmic storms, and sentient realities. Trust me on this. So who is uh, Commander Sunshine? Oh, by the way, that's a Telluride invention called sarcasm. We're so proud of how popular it's become. Oh, that's just rice. We've served off and on together for the last ten years. He hates me. Somebody hates you? Is that even possible? Wait, did you beat him at Cataskot? Yeah, I don't get it either. All I've ever been is friendly to him, and constantly outperformed him in every conceivable way for the past ten years. Ah, I think I've solved another mystery. I'm a regular Hardy Boys. Who? Two Earth children who operated as vigilantes, taking the law into their own hands. Humans did that a lot, apparently. I have a theory that this is what caused their third world war. So, I have a plan for saving Dal and the Captain. Well, good. I... I didn't want to just land on the planet, phasers blazing. No, no, no phasers blazing. No. Like all of life's problems, this one can be solved with math. Is that a thing? Because, seriously, math is a jerk, and I hate him. Yeah, I think... Oh, something coming up on the scanners. Looks like an asteroid of some sort. Coming into visual range. Yeah, that's an asteroid, all right. You can tell by the rockiness. So what are all those metallic outcroppings? They can't be natural... Wait. Naomi, the rock is hailing us? It's a ship! What, they just carved their ships out of rock? They apparently carved this one. Hailing frequencies open.
Could you repeat that? Whoa! <laughs> uh, a force field comprised of energy we've never encountered before is pushing us back hard. Hold on, hold on. There. What did you do? Oh, just a little trick Dal and I have been working on. Untranslatable. 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 Three of your people have been quarantined. Science Minister concerned about outbreak. Untranslatable. Oh, an outbreak of untranslatable. That sounds serious. But don't they realize that our life support belts? They don't realize! This whole thing has been a huge misunderstanding! <laughs> a merry mix-up, if you will. I won't, but I like your enthusiasm. There. We don't have a lot of actual language to communicate with, but I've just sent the engineering schematics of our life support belts to show that our people aren't going to cause an infection risk. You think they're gonna buy it? Commander, the force field they were pushing us back with has disengaged and has immediately been replaced by a second force field pushing us toward the planet. Should I ready weapons? Nope. Like I said, we don't have a lot of language with this method I used, but this one word is coming through crystal clear. And then they let Naomi and I downstairs to see you guys. Have I mentioned how adorable it is that you refer to being aboard a starship as upstairs and on a planet as downstairs? Only seven or eight times. Well, I'm doing it again. Adorable. You're in surprisingly good spirits considering you just survived a potential crisis. Have you actually changed your mind about away missions? Oh, absolutely not. And the next time that little voice inside my head says, Okay, Lacerdo, but maybe you would be happier if you left your workspace for a while. I am authorizing both of you to stun me with either a phaser or copious amounts of alcohol. I'm not sure if bad judgment is one of the approved circumstances for firing a phaser. Alcohol it is, then. And as to my spirits, the non-drinking kind... I'm happy for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because the idiot who misplaced the comma where there should have been a semicolon in the translation matrix, resulting in this whole catastrophe, was not me. It was, in fact, Lieutenant... Who? Lieutenant who? Nah, you know what? It doesn't matter. Somebody made a mistake and it wasn't me. I'm going to resist my Cardassian upbringing and not report this person to the state for their transgression. Wow, working with G has really changed you, hasn't it? No, shut up. And what was the second reason you're happy, Dal? I made a new friend today. I bet you're excited to get back to Admiral Soraya, huh, Ambassador? As you must be eager to return to Commander Rice, Lieutenant. Ah, that was below the belt. <laughs> Who even are you right now? So, uh... Now that this has all been sorted out, we actually get to officially make our first, first contact. Boy, that sounds awkward. First, first contact. Yeah, the people drafting these reports have bent over backwards to avoid that exact wording. It's kind of hilarious if you're into that sort of thing. Oh, sure. Who doesn't enjoy bureaucratic forms as a joke delivery system? So who are these people? What are they like? Well, we're still learning, obviously, but they're called the ah. Really? The, the ah? Their language doesn't have consonant sounds, and the actual name is way more subtle than that. That's about the best we can do with our ill-equipped humanoid mouths. Ah. Ah. 
the captain got to have this moment. Yeah, this is everything he's been looking forward to since we got here. You all right, Kutch? Of course I am. Tellarites don't have the same social taboos about crying that we do, especially happy crying. They're raised to actually indulge their emotions and not suppress them to the point where they almost strangle you. Lucky bastards. Oh, I'm tearing up a little myself. Captain G is so completely deserves this. Yeah, he does. On behalf of the United Federation of Planets, the Nimbus Project, and the Milky Way Galaxy, I extend my hand to you in friendship and peace. And on behalf of the United People's Citizens of Viaha, we welcome you to our galaxy, our star, and our home captain. Okay, this time, actually let me play. I still think my way is faster, but fine. Red, 515. Hmm. Green, seven, oh, seven. Okay, you, you need to stop that. Ugh, rice. And I was actually having a good day for a change. That was the single worst debriefing I've ever... Nope. Dal, wait. Nope. Not again. We're, we're just playing a friendly game. Naomi Wildman, you promised me I would never see that Catascot board ever again. I never promised that. I didn't have to. You set the last one on fire and put it out the airlock. Putting it out the airlock seems a bit counterintuitive. It would have extinguished the fire. I was blinded by rage. Board game rage. And my never seeing it again was implied by me banishing it to the cold, unforgiving depths of space. Guys, guys. Calm down. <laughs> it's just a game. Yes, one that Naomi is frighteningly good at. I did win the All-Federation Championship three years in a row. We all know. We've seen your cup. Dal, it's all right. Sit down. Have a drink. It's fine. And Naomi is teaching me to play. And she is going to respect that I am new at this and let me make my own mistakes. Isn't that right, Naomi? Yes, it is. Sit down. And give me one of those beers, Kutch. Perhaps, if you'll forgive my Lacerdo-esque flair of arrogance here, I can slow my incredible brain down with it. Well, now that you're here, Dal, I have something for you. Oh, Kutch, you didn't need to get me two beers. No, no, my, my project is done. Here, open it. Well, it doesn't feel like a bomb. It's, uh, oh... Um, She's speechless! It's a sweater. Yes! With Endeavor on it, like a picture of the actual ship that we live on. Yes! That you knitted. Yes! I love it. I have a matching one. We can be Sweater Squad. It's all I've ever wanted. I'm so glad you like it. The one for Nav is done too, but I have to wait till she gets back from leave. So, what are you working on now? It's something a little more challenging for Captain Gia. I wanted to make him something for taking me under his wing. It's an old Delton garment. Uh, that... Uh, that looks like... <laughs> I believe the correct translation is, uh, a willy warmer. Red 1225. Season 1, Episode 5 of Endeavor featured Mark Bosco as Ambassador Sokar and the narrator, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Joseph Ravenson as Gia, Matt Robotham as Commander Rice, Amanda Smith as Dalaserto and the ship's computer, Jason Wallace as Kutch, and Ron Algarwant as the Ah Leader. 
It was written by Matt Rebotham and Ron Algarwat. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive early access to episodes, visit patreon.com slash algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2019 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of CBS and or Paramount. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.